Good morning and good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Random Trek. I am your captain, Christopher Ingle, and join with me always is my loyal, trusty first officer, Commandant Brennan, the mystical Mar. Brennan, how are we doing this week? I would like to go back to, uh, let's see, I don't know the exact year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's an interesting concept. Uh, and as actually accidentally, the concept of this week's episode, we're looking at uh, Star Trek, the original series, episode 23, the 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 penultimate uh, episode of the series, All Our Yesterdays. Uh, Brennan, how did you feel going into this? Well, I think I figured out where I'd want to go. Medieval Japan. Ooh. 1500s. Yeah, no, this um uh, I had not seen this episode. Mm-hmm. I had heard it mentioned. And I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I yeah. uh, one of my favorites, no. But I did like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I had seen this one before, but I didn't I forgot that I had saw it. So when I was watching, I went, "Oh, this is that one." <laughs> um, yeah, let's let, let's get right into it though, uh, and we'll, we'll get into into kind of the details of this. Uh, so the Enterprise is called to the planet Sarpedian, whose star is about to go supernova. Um, they are surprised to find that there is no life on the planet when they're doing their scans. So Kirk, McCoy, and Spock—they beam down. Uh, they encounter one last person, an, a librarian named Mr. Atos. Uh, um, sorry, what? What? Oh, I thought you said something. <laughs> nope. Uh, Mr. Atos. Uh, Atos. I was is... talking to you through the wall. Ah, gotcha. We'll get uh, there in a minute. Atos <laughs> is aware of the of the destruction of the planet imminent. Uh, he tells the landing party that he's going to soon, soon escape to be with his family. Um, uh, he he shows them this device, and I can never pronounce this right. The Atavacron? Is it the Atavacron? Basically, it's a machine with a time portal. Um, and they start looking through these disks and kind of this, this viewfinder machine. And then Kirk and the others hear a woman scream. Kirk, being the hero, instinctively runs through this doorway and enters the portal. McCoy and Spock follow, but unfortunately, shenanigans ensue. I he, believe it's pronounced a telecron. A telecron? A telecron. A telecron. Uh, it's definitely yes. one I, I hadn't heard of, and it's never brought up again. Uh, but the telecron. Anyway, Kirk goes through and ends up in a very... I, I would describe this as a very pre-revolution france kind of period like three musketeers kind of yeah stuff. very very three musketeers like uh when kirk uh or when when mccoy and spock see that kirk is missing they go chasing after him but instead of ending up there they end up in a desolate ice age and i can't figure out what's going on uh so they can't find the portals back, but they can hear each other through through the wall. They can hear and talk to each other. Unfortunately, uh, Kirk gets arrested because of this, because of witchcraft. They think it's witchcraft, the, the people of this, this place. 
uh, and Kirk gets jailed. Um, basically, Kirk finds out that um, he can't go back, or he's not supposed to be able to go back. And there's an individual who knows more than they should know. Uh, and Kirk figures out that basically that this species has spent spend been sending their people into the past to be able to survive and they live out acclimating themselves into the the history of that planet um but they say that that he can't get back otherwise he'll die um mm -hmm. meanwhile meanwhile on the in the ice age kirk and or mccoy and bones find this young lady who also is is living there and she saves them the problem is that mccoy in the process of, of this place gets severe exposure and gets deathly ill and nearly dies but thanks to spock and the work of this young lady her name is uh, zarabath i believe um they nurse mccoy back to health but this young lady is also pretty smitten with spock uh, finds him very fascinating and Spock begins to show something that we don't normally see with Spock emotion mm. um, once yes, once McCoy is all better uh, he tells Spock okay thank you Spock thank you Zarabeth we need to get going but he Spock wants to stay he likes the way he feels mm. um, it's also more angry yeah, it is a little more angry than you would expect from him. Yeah. Um, and the McCoy eventually convinces him, I have to go, I have to go. After, you know, we were dealing with this concept of I like this emotion, I like the way I feel. Why should I have to change? I can live here and be happy. Uh, but McCoy convinces him this has got to end. This young lady's manipulating you. She was sent here in exile, it may not have been her fault. But she just wants to keep you here so she won't be lonely. Mm. Uh, so they make it back. Meanwhile, Kirk, uh, Kirk manages to escape the uh, uh, the prison cell that he's in uh, and make his way back uh, and finds uh, the portal. He finds the location of the portal uh, and manages to go through. Uh, he talks with uh, Mr. Atos, the librarian. Uh, and they managed to find the location of McCoy and Bones, who happened to get through just in time. Uh, Mr. Atos, unfortunately, in a struggle, ends up through the time portal and we never see him again. Um, Scotty beams up the crew. They get away just as the planet explodes, or just as the sun explodes and the planet is destroyed. And that is the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Brennan, um, let's let's start with you. What are some of the things that you like about this episode? It was so fascinating to me, the idea of sending people back in time to escape a supernova. Mm -hmm. The idea of... Um, basically cheating fate in a way but the idea of we didn't send any of our people off world we sent them to a different place in time mm -hmm. where they would be able to live out their lives right 
before the Nova. Of course, that turns out probably better for some people. And others who are living like the prosecutor pretending he doesn't know what's really going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I also like getting to see Spock have another struggle with his emotions and not just falling in love with this girl, but even his anger toward McCoy. Mm -hmm. And I got to say that DeForest Kelly and Leonard Nimoy, I think, give some of their best uh, performances in this episode. I think that they really are giving it their all. And I really, really like what they're doing here. Uh, Shatner is being, you know, Shatner. But when Spock and Bones are at each other, it is, it, it's great. It is really good stuff. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else I, I did like the idea of Buck really has to make a choice whether to stay with Zaradeth or leave, and you can feel the heartbreak at the end. You really can. And also, I think uh, as a final note, the guy who plays the prosecutor I think does a terrific job. Kermit Murdoch. Kermit Murdoch, yes. That is a gentleman's name. Um, another another kind of one of those character actor didn't do a whole lot, but I, I agree with you. I liked him. And Ian Wolf is Mr. Atos as well. Mm-hmm. And and all his duplicates. All, all his duplicates on that as well. Mm, yes. Mm. Not quite uh, as many as Tor Morrison, but you know. Yeah. Um I I really like the concept. The concept got me in this idea of if you're Play, if your species was doomed and you know space travel is not an option time travel is available why not send them into the past it's an interesting concept one that I, I find interesting that would be done again in the future um, there was a show on Fox called Terra, Terra Nova I think it was Terra Nova that I really liked and it was this same premise Earth was devastated and ravaged by overpopulation pollution and all of that and through the work of time travel they sent basically an arc of people to the past in the time of the dinosaurs in order to propagate the human species to keep them alive yeah it's, it's an interesting concept and i really like this and i i you know, science fiction has been around. I'm sure this idea has been proposed bef even before this. But I can't help but think that this would inspire shows like Terra Nova in the future. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, um, and then I, I, I really like separating the three. You know, how often do we not do that? Yeah, yeah <laughs> Always point. together. And I I really love the fact that whenever you separate one of the th from from the three, 
it tends to get really good because then the character work has to come out even harder. You can't just rely on the chemistry between the two. And I I really, really enjoy this fact. Kirk is on his own. Kirk's got to do what he can to survive or he's going to be sentenced and killed for witchcraft. Bones and McCoy have got to do what they've got to do or they're going to be stuck in this desolate wasteland for, for the rest of their lives. You know? Uh, yeah, so I, I like the the uh, the stakes that are are at hand, and I really love with them being separated that we can't rely on the chemistry of the three to fix it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for me, and it, it it encompasses like otherwise, there isn't anything stand out in this episode. No, not really, not really. Yeah. It's just, it's a really good concept and it's executed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were some of the things you didn't like about this episode? Um, well, I mean, first off, I'm going to talk about Zara Death's costume. Mm-hmm. In classic Star Trek fashion, she takes off the furs and there's not much there. And, you know, the, the classic. 60s, uh, you know, wouldn't fly so much today, but back then, yeah, rather common on Star Trek. Um, also, uh, I think you're right that this episode isn't bad, there's just nothing really stand out about it. Um, and that's not to say that they're not doing a good job. Mm-hmm. It's just that it, it doesn't really have much that's memorable. I mean, the time travel thing, which is a clever idea. We've done that a lot. We've done that a lot. Um, the, you know, the classic Star Trek idea of apparently all planets with humanoid species had the same uh, cultural eras as ours did. <laughs> Which is kind of weird, but I was know. gonna say that that uh that uh seven or is it I, I keep saying 17th century France, although they speak yeah, it's got that kind it, of look to it. Yeah, it looks it looks an awful lot this uh, like our planet. Yeah, so there is that kind of weird um thing that considering the budget and considering the time, you don't really have time to construct anything crazier. I think Strange New Worlds or Discovery could do something like that. Um, and I think that, you know, Kirk is, you know, a lot of Kirkisms. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to see the rest of the crew, which is kind of like, eh. But, uh, I mean, it's not bad. I don't really have anything to say that I really hate. It's just there's nothing about it that's really spectacular. Right. Yeah, I, I, I've got to give that to you. It's you're absolutely right. There's, and it's not bad. I mean, look at it this way. Uh, in 2015, Sci-Fi Channel rated this as one of the top ten, uh, original series Spock-centric episodes. Okay. I'm like, okay, I'll from buy that, that level. From that level, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. buy that. Um, Hollywood Reporter in 2016 rated this the 39th best episode of all star trek up to that point and mm-hmm. when, again, I mean, if you consider stuff. yeah 
if you consider all of the original series, yeah, okay, that's fair. It's it's all all Star Trek episodes, everything. That puts it kind of in the middle. Yeah. Like, um. Let's well, see. You're, you're talking all Star Trek. It says of all Star Trek. Uh, it doesn't say original series. I'm that's interesting. That. Okay. Uh, original series, yes. All Star Trek. Mm. In 2016, Sci-Fi ranked all our yesterdays as 12th best time travel plot of all episodes in the Star Trek franchise. And time travel gets touched on a lot. Mm, 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 yeah. uh, they said that it offered fresh perspective on time travel by exploring the past of an alien world. Except that alien world looked an awful lot like Earth. Yeah. As well as yeah. an interesting exploration of the characters Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Yeah, it's that's how it is. You know, so this 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 episode is liked, definitely. I mean, it, and we're not knocking it in any way. It's it's really interesting that this is one of those that's like ho hum, but when you consider season yeah. three, especially, this is one of the better ones in season yeah, three to watch. I think you're right. I think you're right. You know, I think it's I a think little, you're absolutely right. It's a little better than a mid-tier episode, but it's not one I'm going to come back to over and over and over again. Yeah, I think I think I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. Um otherwise I love I love the music, the score is great. Um one of the things that I didn't like though, again, this is me being a science nerd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea of predicting when a star is going to go nova is a crazy concept in of itself mm. because there are so many variables involved you're telling me that you can break it down to the minute when it's gonna go nova when mm. i argue that in future mm. star trek future star trek they were observing you know nova stars or or similar phenomena and we're like, when's it going to happen? Well, it could happen in five minutes. It could happen mm, in an hour. Okay. You don't yeah. know. Yeah, so there. Consistency here. How are you telling me? You could tell me exactly when that star is going to go Nova. And on top of it, why would you risk, if you knew that information, put it, you know, bringing down your first officer, your captain, and your chief medical officer... When mm. it could go supernova any minute now. Yeah. That yeah. does okay. not. That is a fair. Yes. That so, is a fair observation. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing. Uh, and again, it's it's a, just a, more of a sciencey thing for me with the whole supernova thing. And is it me or does it just ring and remind me of Superman too much? Just Oh, little... interesting. The I I the whole idea of a star's going supernova and it's going to destroy a planet. We have to save our people, but instead of sending off your son to Earth, you know, you send them into the past. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's but interesting. It still, it rung to me a little bit of Superman, and I don't. I love Superman, and I I, I love. Oh yeah. 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 This it just it felt con a little bit contrite in the setup. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree there. Yeah, it, it, it needed agree. some help. It definitely could have used some tooling. I don't think you need the supernova, but I think having the supernova gave them a sense of impending doom. That was yeah, the that was the there, there needs to be a sense of urgency. Yeah. There's gotta be. And there had to have been a reason to send the people back. But I think this was done better in 
future Star Trek episodes where we have the idea of of a destructed society and we've got to do something to save our people. We do some mm-hmm. like like putting your people in stasis in a in a virtual world. Thank you, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, a ideal good concept. I like yes. that. Yes. Storm, you know, and I get it. I kind of like that. This it just yeah, it didn't didn't sit quite as well with me as I wanted to. But I understand it's a ticking clock. It does what it's supposed to do. I just think there were better ways to do it. Yeah, I think I agree. All right. Well, how do we connect this uh, to the greater Star Trek universe? Um, there aren't really a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, on an aesthetic level, there is an episode of The Next Generation involving Berkeley, mm-hmm. in which he is in kind of the that 17th century three musketeers kind of oh his hologram in the holodeck and also when he stars in the production of Cyrano de Bergerac. Yes. So there is a little bit of the just aesthetically a connection. I don't think that there's a whole lot of connection to later Star Trek other than of course discussion of when the Vulcans were a savage violent people and from what we understand they were more violent than us mm-hmm. and that's saying something uh-huh and um as we learn later they pretty much almost killed each other off in huge nuclear wars until finally Surak said hey i got an idea uh-huh. so seeing spock devolve slightly is interesting mm-hmm also, the constant battle between his emotions and his logic, and how he's torn between the two. And yet again, another case of he, he's in love, but he can't express it. Right. Or has trouble until, well, in this case, he does. But in general, is so held back by that. Yeah. Well, as far as the character, that's a lot of consistency. As far as overall story and how it connects to other things, not a lot. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I I agree did, with you one hundred percent. Did you see anything that I may have missed? Um. Yeah. Actually, uh, the development of relationship between Spock and and McCoy. Oh yes. Yeah. I really love that, and I think we future see that in um. I'm thinking of the JJ verse uh, in uh, Star Trek Beyond. Oh, good point. Good in, point. In the relationship building yes. between Spock and McCoy, there. Yes, because they're stuck together in those scenes. Mm-hmm. Yes, good. Good observation. And 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 if you think about it, they're in similar scenarios, different locations. They're you know down and out. In this episode, we have an injured McCoy, and Spock helps to to heal him. Mm-hmm. While in Beyond, it's Spock who is injured, and McCoy has to heal him. But they're both in a survival situation, uh, and their relationship really uh, uh, blossoms and solidifies. Mm, yes, episode, yes, an excellent observation. Excellent observation. 
Yes. Other than that, uh, I, I I can't really think of of more because you know as I said, this is the penultimate episode. This is this is almost the end of original series. Mm-hmm. You know, they they didn't believe at this point that there was going to be a tomorrow or that anything they were going to do was going to carry on forward. It was dead at this point. Yes. Oh yes. You know, so I think that's really interesting. And what's cool is is that this series, if I remember correctly, the cancellation order came mid-season. They knew it was going to end and they weren't going to continue doing it. Yeah, because Turning Out Intruder is not exactly a great season finale, series finale. You know what? None of that. that, that and is, it's not a series finale at all, actually. It's a, it's a weakness to this, but it also, I understand in terms of... Uh, how television has evolved back then the idea of a season finale or a series finale just didn't happen i mean like lost in space did the jupiter 2 ever get home no <laughs> and we're okay with that you know lassie did did timmy stop falling down wells no it just was the way it is did gilligan get off the island well in tv movies later <laughs> A good thing because you get the you get the setup. Yeah, but th- that's the thing. But you don't, you can't pay it off just because. Right. It, if there you was, were to pay it off, it would end the show. There was no hindsight, or there was no well, definitely no hindsight. But there was no idea that this was going to continue. There was no idea that this would have ramifications down the line in television history. You, the idea of carrying on a continuous story was very rare, especially in science fiction. It was very yeah, rare, uh, and so yeah, they they I don't, especially in an episodic show. Yeah, I don't think they were concerned with that, and so it just didn't build into it. So yeah, uh, yeah, you know, but that's that's going to be the case with this series. But that is not the case when we look at the later series, TNG. Uh, from from season three on, every every uh season ender was important. It was serious. You know, DS Nine did the same thing. Voyager did the same thing. Uh, oh well, although I'll I'll say Voyager, Voyager hit and missed on that one <laughs> quite a bit. But a all, bit, Star, yeah. all Star Treks have always had the season finales be something great, and we're seeing that in the Golden Age right now too with our uh our different series that we're looking at now strange new worlds had had a bit of a cliffhanger and discovery hasn't really had a cliffhanger but they've done a good job about just teasing you enough for what's to come next which is you know i love that i absolutely love that but that being said uh what was your favorite part of this episode well stuck making making out is good but um no, it was the uh, it was just uh, when when I think Doctor McCoy and Spock are at each other's throats when Spock is finally letting his feelings get the better of him. I think that that's uh, the best uh, or my favorite moment in the series because it shows that. Well, in this episode, I should say, because it shows that Spock is always keeping it in 
And as we've seen before, when he lets go, it's scary. It's scary when he lets go. Yeah, those scenes are my favorite. Um, I, I... If there is such a thing as a favorite moment. Yeah, I, I think my favorite moment in this was probably uh, Kirk fighting the librarian in the end. <laughs> it's campy. But oh, yeah, it's, it's very Kirk. Campy, but I like it. It's tense. It is very tense. Again, the ticking clock is happening. The bomb's going to go off. Well, as it were, the celestial. Mr. Atos, you must return. Your own. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it it is what it is. Uh, but I I do enjoy that tense battle that you've got to help me, got to get him back, got to get him back. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts. This is an okay episode. Mm-hmm. This is okay. Definitely among the good ones of season three. Mm-hmm. Um, not a terribly important episode. Not one that I'd say you must see this episode. But it's not bad. It's not bad at all. So if you want to, if you're looking for a good season three, can't go wrong. If you're looking for one of the better Trek episodes, no, this is not. Uh, It's it's a great... This is not it. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's good enough in its concept... Um, the setup ends up working, separating the two. I I love that. Um, and if you are a fan of of Spock, I think you're gonna like this. It's a different side of of Spock we don't normally get to see. I agree. I don't fully understand how or why it does. I still don't, but that's okay. I'm just gonna spend why why he dissolves. Yeah, I'll, I'll suspend it. Uh, yeah, it's a good good point. Watch it once, especially if you're a Spock person. Watch it once. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. So, next week. Well, especially uh, if you're a Spock fangirl who likes Spock getting the girls. Right, right. <laughs> uh, next week, I thought we'd have a little fun because our randomizer did a quirky thing for us. Oh, boy. Our randomizer gave two animated episodes in two weeks and i thought since they're so short why don't we do two animated episodes in one show next week oh boy so the first one we're gonna hit is lower decks season one the moist vessel and then we're gonna go to the original animated series and look at the slaver weapon Ooh. The two a two for one in animation. How about that? Oh boy, it's gonna be something. <laughs> oh, Brennan, where can the people find you? All right, well, you can find me on Twitter at Brennan Mystical. You can follow this podcast at Page Turner's Pod. That's Page Turner's underscore Pod on Twitter. You can also follow us on YouTube at Page Turner's. They were not. You can follow my Instagram at Bren, uh, Brennan Blue, I should say. And you can follow all of my misadventures in the 
with all the various groups that I hang out with. And I think that's it. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Ingle 1984 You can also find me uh, on Mark Riley, Video Drew, Dan Merle, uh, the Let's Get Ready Network, where I am now a contributor for them uh, on occasion. Yay. Yay, I love that. I'm going to mention it as many times as I can. <laughs> uh, and of course, hanging out here on Page Turners, they were not in random trek. Well, as always, we end every episode. Kapla! And live long and prosper. Peace and long life.